I've also got to the point now where, like, don't get me wrong, I'd love to have a know what my purpose is, my one purpose on this planet or for existing. But I almost feel like if I had one, it would just be like sort of a made-up thing. And almost anyone, they all sort of are. Like, no one's put on this planet for one sole purpose. We're not, you're not designed to do that. I'm not designed to do something different. We're just really all a bunch of whatever. We're just existing and it's kind of a decision that mm. you have to make and be so certain with you're willing to pursue it or pursue it. a few different things, whatever it may be, and get enough happiness out of it to feel fulfilled. Right. Yeah. And I guess any ideas that I've had, I feel like would just die in the ass and not fulfill me enough. Yeah. So I'm still looking. <laughs> I'm Ren McDonald, and this is The Hope Initiative, a show dedicated to learning about humans on planet Earth or I speak with everyday people to find moments of success and struggle in their life to help inspire hope in yours. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Hope Initiative. My name is Rin MacDonald, your host. Thank you so much for being here. Been a long time coming for this episode, but I'm super pumped to present that voice at the beginning, which was that of my brother, Daniel MacDonald. There's loads I could say about my relationship with Dan. Obviously, we've grown up alongside each other for many years. We've experienced a lot of the same things, but as adults, our lives have naturally taken a bit of a different path. In August of last year, Dan got home after living in Europe for just over two years. And that was in the period in which I started this podcast. So I've wanted to have him on for quite a while now, and I'm pretty pumped to be able to do so. So without further ado, here's Dan. And by the way, Dan's a little shy, and so I had to coerce him into picking up a microphone in this case. He was practicing guitar in our parents' lounge room one day, but he did, so bear with us for a few minutes here, but I just basically let the whole recording roll. If you do get sick of our pre-conversation, feel free to jump forward to the ninth minute of the episode, and that's where things properly kick off. Thanks again. I'm not doing this. Go, keep playing. Keep playing. Just keep playing, bro. Keep playing, man. It's not my first podcast, okay? I'm sure you've hit the people with that plenty of times. <laughs> what? It's not my first podcast or? No, the secret recording. And probably this isn't my first podcast. It's not really secret recording. I literally this put a microphone. It's your first podcast, but it won't be your next because I will not allow this to go to air. Wow. Well, too bad I already got you to sign a <laughs> <When laughs> non disclosure. 
That's exactly right. You're too busy transfixed on your mm. PlayStation game. What is that you're drinking, by the way? You mix some funky powder in uh, it. Uh, some powder that helps with psoriasis. So I suffer Ooh. some psoriasis a little bit. Oh, on the, the scalp. scalp. And the other little spots here and there, mate. Nothing to worry about. Nice, man. Yeah, it's great. Well, if you want to, you know, just pick up that microphone and, uh, you know, put it a bit closer to your mouth. I'm trying to do this. We can just so have a chat. Yeah, I know. Feel free. <laughs> okay, where's my pick gone? Yeah, it's right Who knows? We could listen back to this one day. Don't say it. Well, you literally just said to me fucking five minutes ago, you should learn the drums. We, you know, we'll travel around in five yeah, years' time. You should. So why can't we listen back to this one day? Like I just said, Polish Club, six years ago they started. My favourite band, Foles. I don't know. I think they've maybe been around. Yeah, a long time. Well, yeah, 15, probably been playing together for two decades, but... Yeah, if you ever pick up the mic, yeah. Oh, uh. <laughs> no. Let's <laughs> fucking pick it up. I don't want. I'm doing this. Oh, this is like. <laughs> How you going? <laughs> yeah, beautiful. You can just say a word a minute if you want. Can you hear me? Is that good? Is that talk again? Hello. Nah, probably not. So the whole time it's been there, you haven't been picking up any of that? I doubt it. Maybe some. It's obviously going to be hard for you to to do um, like that. And it's getting quite staticky, I think. <laughs> All so right. We can do it another time if you want. I don't want to, <laughs> this is what's going to happen. You'll feel bad. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, mean, I just... We can't do it, and then I'll feel bad that I'm making you do it. And I'm just slightly uncomfortable as well. What do you mean? That's not that you make me uncomfortable, it's just the idea of getting asked questions, and yeah, I don't yeah. Know, just don't feel comfortable. Okay, fair enough. Well, we don't have to do it. <laughs> You'll never be a guest on the podcast. <laughs> you put the mic there, you fucking dweeb. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to give a message to anyone in the future? Because the only people who will listen to this are people in the future. Never eat yellow snow. Maybe that could be the episode, the name of the episode. Never eat yellow snow. Give me the name of this song. You fucked it. You fucked it. You want to bust out some lyrics too? Or? No, I can't. No? There you go, folks. That was the uh, that was the podcast with Daniel McDonald. Well, this is the recorder. 
I hold this because it's not as good. And I like people just to hold this nice and comfortable. This is a good podcast. I'm currently holding both microphones. Right ear, left ear. Even though they'll both come through in the same one. Basically, I wanted to have a chat with my brother, Daniel. I've got a few brothers, a few sisters. But uh, he's the OG. And he's a bit uncomfortable. Usually, uh, I'm more of a quiet person compared to me. Even though I can be a bit shy at times, but I feel like I've overcome that a bit by doing this. But I can definitely understand people wanting to be or being a bit nervous. I feel a bit stupid now sitting here saying this to potentially the only person who will ever hear this is you, Daniel. Me? Well, I might not ever... I might not ever release... You must be talking to me. That's it. Might not ever release this, this content... Um, would you want to hold this one? Cause I feel Hello. Like, yeah, see, if you yell into that one, it's not as good a quality, but here you go. It's good a quality. Okay. <laughs> Daniel McDonald, welcome, finally, to the Hope Initiative. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Great to be here. Radical. Great to commandeer your, your Friday night. <laughs> What's the time? It's fucking 10, it's late. 10, quarter to 11. It's 10.40 on yeah. Valentine's Day 2020. You want to know what I was doing the last two Valentine's Day in, days in a row? Tell me. I drank a full bottle of red and ate spaghetti and passed out on the couch both years in separate houses in Leeds. It was great. Really? I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. A yeah. full bottle of what, sorry? Of red. Of red wine. Some kind of crappy red wine from yeah, a bit of the local store, mate. Yeah. Okay. In Leeds. Sunny old Leeds in England, hey? Yeah. Peak of winter, too. Hmm. Does it snow in Leeds in Feb? Um, in February, maybe. Yeah, I guess. I can't. I, guess. I don't know. It could. It could do. I guess. I think it would be winter in Leeds right now. Yeah, and in winter sometimes it snows. Cool. So I'm just going to recap a little bit, even though I might do a bit of an intro. Do but it. who knows? I don't know how much of that before was picked up, or if I'll use any of it. But basically, Whatever. you were playing you guitar. Electric guitar out here. I've come out and stuck a microphone in front of you, made you feel a bit uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and talked you into picking standard up standard practice. Picking up the microphone, yep. Standard brother. older brother bullying you into doing things you don't want to do. Yes. Um, but yeah, I've wanted to do this for a while. You were in Europe, as you just mentioned, last two Valentine's Days. Just the two days as well. I came home for the rest of it. Yeah, it was a really interesting way of operating. But, um, <laughs> Already gone to Paris myself. I just something. went to Leeds to a couch to get drunk and pass out. Yeah. Just for Valentine's Day, then I came straight back home. Interesting. Interesting <laughs> operator. But um No, you have been back properly from Europe since August last year, which is about six yeah. months. Yeah, about, I think almost yeah. six months to the day. Tomorrow you, actually I think we'll make it six months. I think I oh maybe sixteenth I got back. Yeah, sixteenth so, anyway. you got back, I think. But yeah, close to six months. And I wanted to record this with you within that week. I remember thinking, you know, because I was going pretty consistently on the podcast, which I started last year. I was like, can't wait for Dan to get home, you know, obviously (laughs) catch up with you. But, you know, sit down and and chat. Obviously, we've had some chats since you got back, but I wanted to record something. But life can happen and you don't. and And also, yeah, just wasn't. 
I don't know. The idea, of, the idea of sitting and having a, I don't know, semi-dorky conversation with my brother, I don't know, didn't really appeal to me. Still doesn't really, but anyway, it is what it is. <laughs> well, thank you for doing it. <laughs> it's all good. But um, t- last two Valentine's Days, you said you were over there. It is Valentine's Day today. Yeah. I didn't really have too a much Valentine. of an idea I wanna, wanted to chat with you about, but fuck it. <laughs> Here we are. Um, But you did... Fall in love in Europe. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to put, put that on you, you straight, like off, straight off the <laughs> Did I? Well, did you? Did I now? <laughs> um, you got a big grin on your face. So. <laughs> I've had a grin on my face the whole time. Yeah. Um, I suppose I did, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, it was good. Yeah. And did you share the, the red and the spag bowl with her on the... Uh... No, I, I was single each time on Okay. each... Um, so she was in the middle of the two, was she? Yeah, first time she was not in Leeds. Second time she was in Leeds, but we had broken up at that point. Yeah, sure. So, yeah. And what do you think, because you've had a few relationships before Europe, being overseas and travelling, I, I imagine it would be hard, because obviously you probably always intended to come back home. Mm. Um, but yeah, like what's your mentality around like relationships overseas? Like what did As you learn? Like, what did you learn from from dating her? And- I mean, it wasn't anything. I never got to the point where going home, like it never became an issue because I was always there while we were together, and then we broke up before the cha- it happened that I was leaving. Yeah, like obviously it went through. Like we, I suppose we probably discussed it. I don't necessarily remember so much, but my mentality towards dating overseas is probably the same as it would be towards dating over here yeah. which is don't do it it's hell <laughs> no kidding it's good yeah I'm kidding um, <laughs> yeah I don't know what my mentality towards is that I just started met this girl I really liked her we got along really well yeah. so I just went with it nice and yeah that's it was, cool it was a good time <laughs> sweet do you like I feel I mean it's hard to know because I don't talk to all of the listeners of this podcast, but I would think that most of the people who do listen know me somewhat well. Possibly, Which yeah. means they may know you fairly well, but how would you describe, if you were, say, new at a party, or at a party where you didn't know many people, and we were both there, mm-hmm. and you were tasked with introducing the pair of us to a guest, how would you describe... So I knew... The two of us. No. Who am I in this situation? (laughs) You're you. I'm me. Maybe a weird way of putting the question, but I'm coming up with all of this on the spot as as is practice. But (laughs) say, for instance, I'm just trying to fill some people in on this, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Starting at a weird weird place, but... I like where this is going, by the way. Just keep going. Yeah, yeah, good. No. So we're at a party. Yeah. Whoa. Me and you rocking up to a party together. I like parties. uh, What am I wearing? We don't don't know too many people, so we're going to have to, you know, introduce ourselves to some, some new people. And it's your job to introduce us. Yeah. So I kind of got it straight away. I was just taking the piss out of oh, it. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, you fuck. So the person who's listening to this yeah. doesn't know us. I'm describing you and myself to yeah. this third yeah. person. Maybe I've gone to get drinks. So I'm here with shaking hands. And then I'll be like, hey, do you guys want some red? I know my brother's a big fan. He is. There's some sm- spag bowl smell hanging yeah. around. Yeah. You've gotten the reds. You know, up the reds, <laughs> you've got a you've got a taste for it. Okay, so, so the I'm answer. Get drinks, you got to tell the people who about, the fuck we are. 
about like our personalities or something. Well, Is that just what you mean? however, just go. Answer it however. Um, my name's Daniel. <laughs> Hi, and th- that's my brother Rin getting the drinks. Yeah, he's two years older than me, which okay. means I'm two years younger than him. He copies my haircut. Um, he used to bash me, but now if he tried, he probably wouldn't succeed. Um, yeah, I, that's that's the sum of it. That's definitely not what I would say. I'd probably oh, well, be fuck. even more awkward than that in that scenario, to be honest. All right. Well, you are currently working as a furniture removalist. You did that before you went to Europe, and you basically got straight into it when you went back. Yeah. But overseas, you worked in a bar. I worked in a bar. Right, and you sort of quickly rose. I mean, you said this to me. Maybe you wouldn't want to say it's it. It's not difficult to quickly rise the ranks in a bar. That's not to say I'm not like... I mean, I wouldn't say I'm proud of becoming a, a really good bar back because anyone can be a good bar, like a stock boy, if you just have a functioning brain and a little bit of get up and go about you. You can put drinks in a fridge really quick and then wash them, wash the glasses and stuff. Sure. But yeah, it was fun. Working in a bar, I quickly made a whole bunch of new friends from England and suddenly was thrown in this industry I knew absolutely nothing about. Bartending, like cocktails, all this sort of shit. I didn't even know that that was like, that people could have like a passion in bartending. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, right. And then, yeah, I was doing that and then quickly they sort of, within a few months, they decided that I was going to be the new bartender, I guess. Or they wanted me to get on the bar and they were teaching me. And I think I was, <clears throat> I think I was probably bar backing for three months, the first three months or something like that, and then got on the bar. And it was it was sick. Yeah, right. Yeah. And when you first started on the bar, because I was like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but as a bar back, like you say, you got to stock the shell, stock the fridge. Mm. Keep it all, you know, keep the fresh yeah, yeah. glasses and everything so you you don't have to talk to any customers. No. Any, I mean, any drunk you get, any jobs. No, no, no. no. You well, don't have to. You manage. I mean, occasionally, but yeah, very rarely. Yeah, no, but then when you got onto the bar and you were taking orders and making drinks, mm-hmm. what was like the hardest thing to learn about that? And were you like nervous or like, can yeah. you remember? Yeah, I was nervous as hell. I get hardcore anxiety about that sort of, about it, lots of things. Yeah. But I mean, just doing it, being forced to do it, like you just have to get over it and do it. And then eventually you just do it so many times within like the space of half an hour that it's fine. Right. I mean, the hardest part, I guess, was, I don't know. I think I got pretty good at doing it fairly quickly. Like I wasn't a gun bartender in terms of, making super tasty drinks and having amazing like skill set and knowledge but yeah. like in terms of being able to serve lots of people quickly and well and being polite and yeah fast and stuff i just got good at that quick so it's hard to remember the hard bits yeah i don't know um yeah I don't no, know. it's right. not a very it's not like I don't, I'm, yeah i don't know <laughs> sorry well no it's okay i can almost see that you're trying to say that you don't think it's like you, you have respect for the job, even yeah, though you feel absolutely. like you develop the skill. It's a very difficult job. You work it. You like physically, you're on your feet for twelve hours. Sometimes, like if you're working a long shift, you're on your feet for twelve hours a day, like walking back or running, not running, but whatever. You're it's physically demanding. It is, yeah. even though you're in one spot mainly. Um, and on top of that, you're in an extremely loud venue, dealing with sometimes majority of the time drunk people sometimes extremely drunk people sometimes 
completely fucked up people, assholes, mm. and yeah, it's like that's sort of the worst. Very physical and also dealing with wankers. Yeah, but also it's fun as hell. You're on a bar drinking, getting pissed with your mates, getting paid, <laughs> doing whatever the hell you want. It's awesome. Yeah, all right. <laughs> sounds sounds interesting. And now you're you're not drinking, but you you get to hang with your mates. You work um, for a company that we may not name, but um, you know yeah. you're pumping out some some good days, some good days labor. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you, you get to work with your mates there. Yeah. Obviously a different different line of work, but I think you're obviously quite good at that to be, you know, asked to come back sh- as soon as you sort of land. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. But again, it's not like I, it's like you said before, similar situation, like I have respect for the job I do now, yeah. like anyone would have respect for any job that they do or ever do. Yeah. But I think it's not hard to be a good removalist. There's not a lot of thinking involved really with moving a bunch of furniture in or out of a truck and in and out of a home. Sure. That doesn't say mean it's not hard and that everyone could do it, but if you physically were able, I think, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really not that difficult. <laughs> now, I'm going to go out on a limb and say you didn't grow up dreaming of being a bartender or a furniture removalist. Nah. <laughs> do you remember what you did if anything I dreamt of being an AFL footballer but of any real attainable goal I don't recall ever knowing or having any idea right <laughs> when do you think you gave up on the dream if you have of becoming an AFL footballer yeah because you're 25 I, I wouldn't say I've given up on the dream it's no longer a dream I've sort of I, I don't really care for playing footy that much anymore yeah uh, but I probably gave up on it. I guess I would have realised that it wasn't. I wasn't a chance. Like by year twelve at school, so when I was like seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, sure. It's like, yep, still a bit of a dud. <laughs> still not getting many kicks. Probably going to struggle. <laughs> Maybe time to focus on furniture removals. <laughs> yeah, which you weren't doing when you were eighteen. But no, I take your point. It's yeah. it's like you know, take a sip. Fine, take a sip. Yeah, <laughs> you know the mic. I'll just fucking edit this bit out, or maybe I won't. He's <sighs> not that bad. I've been recording for twenty minutes. Bang on. <laughs> How good is that? Yes, zero quality content. Well, or potentially not. Who knows? You know, you know what's zero quality content is not releasing any content in the past three months. Whereas at least this is something. You haven't released any content for three months. I haven't months. released well since December. What are you doing, man? Yeah, no, I'm kidding. No, it's, it's fair enough. I mean, I set, you know, like a, a self-imposed deadline to try and do one a week. Mm. And I guess things change in life and you can't always keep those commitments. But I think for me, it's more like no one put that, it's not imposed on me from anyone else. Like I, Yeah, you've myself, got to do it yourself. It's harder to keep yourself disciplined like, than it is to have someone, someone else put, forced put on it you. in on you. Yeah. Very easy, yeah. I agree, but I think if you can then do it, it's more, way more fulfilling. Yeah, definitely. You know, That's why I was out here trying to shred on the guitar. Right. Bastard. Right. And yeah, I'm coming interrupted. It's but thank right. you, because I wanted to do this for a while. And even <laughs> if, you know, one fucking person listens to it, you know, maybe dad or mum will listen to this. Our sister who's out in the so. other room, you know. <laughs> and seriously, like maybe our kids one day could listen to this and laugh at their father and their uncle 
taking the piss in the year 2020. Yeah. Who knows what Didn't the Didn't even have flying hold. cars back then. <laughs> How did we get around? Well, I didn't even have a car, so... Yeah. What a car. <laughs> what, a, what a loser. <laughs> but discipline is an interesting thing. You've been trying to learn the guitar for... Before you went overseas, you, you had a guitar. You, you actually left your acoustic guitar in my room. Yeah, I picked up a guitar with the idea that I wanted to play it about a couple of months before I left. But I didn't, like, I was just pretty bored and it was more just like, a, oh, I'm going to pick up this guitar and learn all these songs. And then yeah. suddenly I realised how fucking difficult it is. And then... I played a little bit overseas when I was living in Hungary. I was at a guitar at that place I was living at. Yeah. And then, yeah, I just I was really enjoyed it, and it sort of became the first ever hobby, I guess, that I ever had other than sitting in front of the PlayStation and doing that. Right. So, yeah, since I've been back, I've been getting it, trying to get into it a little bit more seriously, and I don't know. I suppose I am making a bit of progress, but it's slow and frustrating, and, yeah, but... Sometimes I bust something out and it sounds pretty cool and it feels good. Right. And it's cool. I can see in your face, you know, you light up when you say that. And I know for many years when we were when we were younger, um, you know, we'd have conversations and I've always been someone who's been quite goal-oriented and always had an idea of of what I want my future to be and, and gone after that. And... And I feel like I can say these things because I know you more than any guest I've really had on because we've lived together for so long. Yeah, say whatever you want. Don't hold back. Yeah, but I feel like you've maybe not been like that. Like, we're quite similar in a lot of ways, but different in that regard in terms of you haven't known what you wanted to do when growing up. I think you're a little bit more reserved than I am. True. Now you're answering that first question. Sorry? Now you're answering that first sort of little scenario you hit me with. Yeah, well, I think it it goes to show that, you know, I, I asked you the question to sort of put you on the spot and obviously... Um, now, yes. Yeah. The proof is in the pudding, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm a little bit more versed than talking on a microphone as well because I know it can be tough when put on the spot. But um, in saying that, you know, going back to what I was saying, you... I remember many conversations where you're like, oh, I don't know what I want to do. and Yeah, it's like, yeah, anytime anyone asks me that, I don't know. Yeah, which... I, I have, yeah, I don't. Right, and I think that's it's common for a lot of people. Yeah. I've also got to the point now where, like, don't get me wrong, I'd love to have it know what my purpose is, my one purpose on this planet or for existing... But I almost feel like if I had one, it would just be like sort of a made-up thing. And almost anyone, they all sort of are. Like no one's put on this planet for one sole purpose. You're not designed to do that. I'm not designed to do something different. We're just really all a bunch of whatever. We're just existing and it's kind of a decision that Mm. you have to make and be so certain with that you're willing to pursue it or pursue a few different things, whatever it may be, and get enough happiness out of it to feel fulfilled right yeah I guess any ideas that I've had I feel like would just die in the ass and not fulfill me enough yeah so I'm still looking (laughs) right but you you know mentioned you've gotten a lot of joy out of learning to play the guitar 
in recent times and obviously before you went overseas to Europe. <laughs> you were, I was in the kitchen just before we started recording and you did come out and you were like, you know, imagine if you learned to play yeah, the drums and taking the piss. who knows but, in five I years. I know, of course. Well, you can say you're taking the amazing. piss, but you weren't fully taking the piss. Of course There's, I wasn't. There's, sure, but in all... Yeah natures of taking the piss and for any uh overseas listeners by the way taking the piss is like just joking around yes taking the mick out of someone which is probably another australian colloquialism so look up taking the mick as well and colloquialism <laughs> and colloquialism which is a word <laughs> i hope otherwise i've sounded like an absolute tool um but you know yeah there's a you know, largely making a joke out of it. But it would be cool if I learnt the drums and if we could jam out together. I mean, there's a drum kit literally right behind me, which I think belongs to our set mum, yeah. whose house we're currently sitting in. Correct. Um, where you currently live. I Correct. don't, but I'm I'm staying the night because my housemate is off with his Valentine's date and I didn't want to be in a big old house on my own. That is also correct. On a Friday night. Who's um, his date, by the way? Uh, let's, don't worry. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. He's, um, <laughs> he's got a girlfriend. It's not just his date. Um Big shout out to uh, Charlie. Charlie Thorpe, she was a guest on the show recently. But anyway, okay. Sammy is dating her. There you go. On your Sammy and Charlie. <laughs> on your Sammy and Charlie. But back to you and the guitar. How did you, like what made you Why is me and the go guitar after that? Well, I want to I wanna know because I think it is a cool thing and maybe okay. it could be a theme of this. Yeah, conversation yeah. is that I'm not like I don't want to be known as the guitar guy though I'm not good enough at the guitar at the moment to be the guitar guy maybe one day sure. anyway it's fine let's, let's like, explore it like with Millie when she was 11 and I, I interviewed her probably a year ago today out in that bedroom um, that I used as a makeshift studio but she was a brown belt at the time and is now black belt and you know, she's got karate training tomorrow. She is in the Victorian state team. She got into this at a young age because our parents sort of got her into it and low-key bribed her into into saying they'd buy her yeah, a, pig a pig involved. if she did it, right? You were in your early 20s when you picked up the guitar. So what drove me to do that? Yeah, what... Okay, I remember exactly the thoughts. Um, well, if you wouldn't mind sharing them. So... <laughs> It's kind of funny. I was, I think I'd just broken up with my ex-ex-girlfriend. Well, she'd broken up with me. It was pretty devastating. Oh, I wouldn't say just, maybe it was a few months afterwards, but I was still, you know, dealing with the whole thing quite a, a bit of a mess, yeah. <laughs> I suppose. And I was just having a moment where I was like doing some self-reflection or something, I guess you'd call it. And I was just thinking about like what sort of skills or desirable attributes I really have. And I was probably like mentally not doing so well. Um, and I just started thinking, I don't fucking have any real skills. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm smart. I'm able to do just about anything I really set my mind to. And I'm confident I can do just about anything I set my mind to. But I can't really do anything. It's right. Yeah. Sort of thing. And it wasn't like because I, I suddenly thought I wasn't going to be able to get a girlfriend again. That wasn't it. It's just this thought that crossed my mind. And then, yeah, I think I was just like, what the fuck could I do? Like, I, I played footy. That's the sort of the one thing I had. I played footy. Yeah. I still wasn't that great at it, really, for the amount of effort and stuff I put in. And I was like, okay, 
well, I don't know, what about an instrument? And then there was a guitar at my mum's place. So I was like, yep, let's go for a ride, baby. <laughs> nice. And here you are. Yes. A few years later, busting out a few riffs. Yeah. Late at night. <laughs> Experiencing a little bit of joy. Yes. Every now and again. And, I mean, how long did it take for you to maybe, I mean, they may not be, you know, connected in terms of you helping to get over that upset of breaking up with, with your girlfriend. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, joy. Think, I don't think they're connected at all. The, me realizing I enjoy playing the guitar and not being upset about my ex dumping me. Sure. But you um, do need moments long, of happiness yeah. to be able to get over. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, how long did... What, what's the question? How long did it take for me to get over my ex? No, no. I mean, at what point did you, you know... Uh, I mean, unless you picked up the guitar and played every day for, you know, a week, a month, you know, mm. sort of from when you first picked it up. But, you know, you had that thought of what, what attributes do I have or what skills do I possess? And you decided to, to learn the guitar. At what point did you go like, yeah, I really enjoy this and want to keep keep doing it? Because, um, I mean, you've built a guitar, haven't you? No, I didn't. Dad had a shitty one that he picked up off the side of the road and then... Didn't you, like, buy a bunch of parts and you no, bought a manual no, then eBay? He, no, so Dad had this real shitty one, this, like, probably $10 electric guitar that he found on the side of the road and I, in a random fit of energy, decided I was going to take it apart and sand it and repaint it and put it back together and then... I got to. I managed to destroy the thing by taking it completely apart and sanded it, and then I was like, "Hmm, I have no idea what I'm doing now, and I don't know where it is anymore." <laughs> so yeah, you could say I built a guitar. <laughs> Radical. In the reverse. Anyway, where was that question going? It's, uh, no, man, I'm not too sure. Sorry, but no, no, it's fine. <laughs> if anyone is still listening to this, <laughs> well done. Uh, yeah, well done. And but um, go do something productive. And it's not a reflection on my brother, but I would like to say that most episodes are more structured than this one. Um, but yeah, maybe I'll like bust open some questions. Actually, no, I know some questions. Yeah, do do, do whatever. I won't hold you for too much longer. It's okay. I'm actually um, enjoying it. It's yeah, fine. no, good. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, I mean, we've had a lot of good conversations, I think, since you've been back, and even a couple when you were overseas. We didn't talk too much when you were overseas, mm -hmm. but um, I think it was, went down to see our nan maybe a few months ago, or maybe it was down at our family's um, beach house when we were driving down, but... Um, I remember thinking like it was a good conversation and... Were we in the car or something? Yeah. A little bit regretting not having recorded it, but at the same time thinking, you know, not all of those genuine conversations have to be recorded. Yeah. Um, you know, I you think I vaguely remember thinking, Vrim probably wishes he recorded this conversation, but I don't remember the, what the conversation was about or the context at all. <laughs> Just that thought. Well, <laughs> I do, but um, you may not want to talk about it. But That's it okay. Was, Let's talk about it. That's okay. It was a little bit to, about what you got up to overseas, but uh. <laughs> oh, maybe let's not talk about it. <laughs> no, whatever, man. If you want to talk about it. I wasn't necessarily thinking, but it was more just the fact of, I don't know how many of those sorts of conversations you've had with people um, in your life where you literally just share everything and it's mutual and you know, you're benefiting from the person speaking the truth and 
Mm. You know, so are they, and it's, you know, yeah. quite a two-way. I think lately I've... I think lately I try to do that as often as I can. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, not all conversations can be intensely deep and meaningful and <laughs> so beneficial to anyone, but... Sure. Yeah. I try to do it, I yeah, guess. Yeah, no. But, um... Fair enough. I mean, I, I guess because I've been lucky in that I've been able to sort of craft that more with with doing this mm-hmm. um, and then as a result you know just in day-to-day life I think it's happened more and more which has been you know a good sort of side effect of that um, but, you know you mentioned before you know you're in a sort of not the greatest place mentally after you broke up with your girlfriend I meant like my early yeah no early I know yeah, yeah the first one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, but I don't remember talking to you about that really I remember you being quite upset um, and then I remember uh, yeah I think I was dating a girl at the time my first girlfriend um, yeah so I was probably going through some of my own stuff yeah but I guess you know we're both single right now and Valentine's Day quite, as well Hey, Valentine's Day as well, ladies. If anyone's listening, <laughs> well, I was just gonna say, I think we're both happily, happily single. Um, but in terms of yeah, conversations, there's more that's happened this, you know, past six months than what probably happened when we were in our early twenties, which I think is cool. Mm. Um, yeah, I think that's cool. Yeah, it is cool. <laughs> Do you feel like you are able to do that with, you know, more of your closer mates or even? Uh, yeah, definitely more than in the past. Have a, a real conversation and just be honest and have them listen to me and understand me. Yeah. But, I mean, probably not as, I mean, not as much as with you. I mean, any time I want to have a real conversation with you, I can just start having a conversation with you and, yeah, you'll realize what's going on and we'll talk some real shit yeah yeah but yeah definitely since i've in particular with like the mates i went away with um yeah like yeah we were on holidays and partying and having a great time but it doesn't mean it wasn't shit sometimes and not easy like i fucking broke up with my girlfriend when i was over there another mate broke up with his girlfriend lots of other shit went down yeah just in general life is a roller coaster fuck <laughs> sorry you just gotta ride it <laughs> sorry I had to do that and pay some commission yes some royalties and yeah like so none of us had any family over there so I guess our, our friendships evolved from just being mates who mostly banter and take the piss out of each other to like, yeah, at first, possibly it was a bit weird. Suddenly, like, they would see me in a way they possibly wouldn't have seen me before and I would see them in the same sort of light. And then, yeah, I guess we probably got better at helping each other through that sort of thing. Yeah. Whatever struggles each of us may have gone through at the time, maybe, yeah. What was the biggest struggle that you felt overseas for the two years you were For me? Yeah. Well, the hardest moment, the hardest time for me was, would have been when I, me and my girlfriend broke up. Yeah. As any, as you could imagine, breaking up with someone is not fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
that was it. That was the hardest moment. How did you like get through that? Um, um, I think my ma- one of my close mates had also just recently, like around the same time, broken up with his girlfriend. She had broken up with him, and he was really he was pretty devastated. So we probably like went through it together, I guess. And like I remember, me and him were in Liverpool and for a night out. I think we'd just gone to see our first Liverpool match, Liverpool Watford, yeah. five nil, I believe. Sadio Mane, Virgil Van Dijk double, Divock Origi, late one as well. Yeah. And we were sitting in Liverpool uh, concert square and quite pissed, drinking lots of pints, just talking about chicks and about all that shit, and it was really nice. Nice. So basically, Liverpool helped. Yeah, helped Reds, the up the Reds, <laughs> up the Reds. As they always do. But yeah, so I guess going that was good for us to both get dumped at the same time or <laughs> break up at the same time. It was convenient timing in that sense. Um, and other ways I dealt with it over there. It's probably it, really. I think in that situation, like I tend to deal with most of my shit on my own anyway. Even yeah. if I was at home with my family, like yeah, I do have outlets. Like I talk to you or my parents or whoever I talk to sometimes. But generally, most of the time, I just yeah, like I'm the reserved one. Mm. So I keep to myself and deal with it on my own. Yeah, right. And I'll mention that. But yeah, you you are more reserved as a person. But I think when you get to know you, you know, you can definitely be a very caring person. Yeah. How has your life changed from what you thought it would be when you were younger compared to what it is like now? Uh, like how you envisaged it, if anything? Well, it's it's changed because I guess when I was younger, I thought I would be an adult, but I'm just like slightly taller, even more slightly hairier version of my younger self. Right. <laughs> I just feel like a kid. Yeah. And like, I guess, yeah, I'm more able to move furniture and whatever, <laughs> be an adult. But yeah. I, I feel totally exactly the same as I felt probably when I was 12 years old. Yeah. I, yeah. Interesting. And if you were, you know, you're 25 now, if you were a 15-year-old kid going to Heathmont Secondary College, what would your advice be to that 15-year-old kid? Um... I think in the last two years, or since like, yeah, I guess just in the last two years, probably, or I don't know, probably not because I went over to Europe and did a lot of learning, that's not it. I think just because I've grown up in the last two years quite a bit in terms of like maturity and stuff, um, I've sort of, I've really just stopped caring about what people think of me. Mm. Which doesn't mean I'm like disrespecting myself or whatever, being an absolute dickhead and all this stuff. But I, I guess in the past when I was younger, I would worry about being popular and thinking, oh, just yeah, really caring about what people thought of me, worrying about how I looked or what I did and wanting to seem cool or seem a certain way. And yeah, I guess I'm sure many people already know this and it's very cliche, but I just am being myself all the time I'm not I don't want to try to be anyone else to impress other people because 
then people are just going to like a version of me that isn't actually me and what's the fucking point of that right so yeah that would be my advice if that is even advice yeah I would, I, I would give that to my younger self in a way that was able to be digested <laughs> I think it is it is good advice but like you say a lot of people know this and it's cliche but it's easier said than done mm. obviously how do you think people do that because you're at a point now where I would agree you, you know you just do your thing and it's cool but how do you well, like how do you think people can get better at that do you have any ideas um because I can struggle with it sometimes I think you should probably not be on social media so much stop looking at Instagram stories all the time every day and photos because yeah it's not that's just like people are just portraying a perfect life most of the time. Yeah, They're trying to seem like their lives are desirable, not to say they're not, and not to say that that's not a good thing to have a desirable life, but life's not all fucking rainbows and sunshine. Yeah, And I guess if you're looking at these things constantly and you're potentially not doing so well, or maybe you are doing well, but you're seeing, oh my God, everyone is doing so fucking perfectly all the time, then you're going to think, I've got to be like that as well. Right. Yeah, I guess that would be a little, I guess, a bit of advice. I'm probably not on social media so much. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the advice. only bit of actual advice that could possibly be put into practice. Nothing that's it's not like a little mystical saying that will <laughs> save the day. <laughs> no, no, it's, I think it's good. And then in terms of your future what advice would you like to give to your 45-year-old self? So, in 2040. Um, Valentine's Day 2040. Maybe you're married, maybe you're not, maybe you've got some kids. Who knows? Not me. What, would I, what advice would I like to give to my 25-year-old self when I'm 45, roughly? Yeah, 25-year-old Dan Mack talking um, to his 45-year-old self. Do not eat yellow snow. <laughs> Oh, uh, no. I'd, Where'd you get... Well, what is that? That's just something that popped... I think it's some, like, Monsters, Inc. sort of reference. Don't no. eat yellow snow? No, it's not... It's just a thing. I'm sure it's from some movie. But it just popped in my head before, and now it just keeps popping in my head. Um, a serious answer, though. Just, like, commit to something, and, like... That doesn't mean, like, something that's going to define my life, but... Commit to something that you can, like a hobby, for example. It may be the guitar or it may be, I don't know, some form of anything, creative, whatever, business idea, something. But if I commit to something or anyone commits to something for an hour a day, for example, for 20 years, I dare say they'll probably get somewhere with it eventually. Yeah. Um, and that's like the, I had that thought a lot, in particular, like with the guitar, not to say I have the idea that I'm going to be the next Eric Clapton, but that's not what it's about. It's just like I know that if I keep playing it, I enjoy it even though I sound garbage now. But if I keep playing it like I am every day, like five times a week for a few hours, in five years I'll be much better. In another five years I'll be much better again. And it's although it might not be beneficial financially or anything like that, it's more just about feeling some sort of personal fulfillment. Yeah. Yeah. It's not about 
other people thinking I'm cool at being a gun at guitar or being awesome at footy or anything like that. For me, it's just having a sense of personal fulfilment, like I said. Nice, man. Mm. Cool. And then what is like your measure of success for you in your life? I guess the personal fulfilment thing is for for myself that's what it is i i've gotten over the idea that i want don't get me wrong i'd love to be extremely wealthy but that it's not really certainly it can be a measure of a certain type of success but like i don't care for it that much anymore i wouldn't say no if someone wanted to give me loads of cash but <laughs> yeah it's just feeling like i've done something worthwhile and knowing that I've done something to the best of my ability and feeling good about it, yeah, yeah cool. having some personal pride. Do you feel like you're, at this point in your life, done that with certain things at certain moments? Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm a pretty happy guy, although I have a pretty monotonous voice and resting sad face. I feel like I'm pretty generally happy, um, specifically... I don't think not in not in the sense that I've had massive feelings of fulfillment and stuff like that but yeah I've had moments where I feel really proud of things I've done or just I've been in a place or done certain things that are just like I would have looked I would have thought about doing when I was younger and think wow that is such an amazing thing to do or so cool and, I'm, and then I'm there, whatever, I've done it or I've just done it or I'm doing it or I did it a few weeks earlier and I'm like, fuck, that's, I did that. And it just like seemed, it just almost just feels completely normal and like in a way it doesn't even affect me. It didn't even, certain things like they don't even affect you. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm just that's babbling. Like, I guess that's growth. You know, you, you do something with, whereas in the past you th- you never thought you would do that. And then mm. you're doing it and it's just like a real simple thing. Yeah. Like playing a guitar or recording yeah. a podcast. Yeah, know, I was thinking simple things. I was so. thinking things I was thinking about then was like when I was in when I ran with the bulls a few times, like although that's not anyone can do that, it's not doesn't require any amount of skill. Yeah. It's just like a it's just an experience. Yeah. I guess. It was cool. like that. Travelling, you know. Sweet man. <laughs> Well, I've got one more question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, before I say goodnight or press stop on the record button okay. and probably go eat my second maxi one for the night. Yep, I'll join you. But if you could have anything be true in your life in 10 years' time, what would that be? If I could have anything be true in yep. my life... So you could have hair double the length. <laughs> you could... Um, fuck. I mean, I'd, I'd personally choose something a little bit cooler than that, but I don't want to put you on the spot. That I'd never ate yellow snow. <laughs> you never ate yellow snow? No, I'm sorry. Um, I don't know. I don't know, man. Let me ponder it for a moment. Yeah. Um, I guess possibly that I could look back on my past and just, yeah, feel like I didn't 
waste my time or waste my own capabilities necessarily. Yeah, I want to. I feel like I am intelligent and able to do. I don't know about great things, but some pretty good things. I'd like to think. I don't know what they are, but yeah, I'd like to do some cool shit and do good stuff. And yeah, <laughs> no, oh, cool man. I like it. Well, I think. I think in 10 years... That's fucking terrible. <laughs> we'll have to do a retake on that, I think. No, I think it's good. I think in 10 years, keep doing an hour a day in the guitar, <laughs> swerve the yellow snow, and yes. uh, maybe we can listen back to this and then and have, have a laugh as much as we have tonight. We're definitely going to have to do some more of this because there's no way you've got enough good content to fill up a... Well, we'll see. To fill I'll up a half-an-hour sesh. All right, Maxi Bon time. Edit a bit out, but... Um, you're a legend. Thanks you too, for allowing me to record. No worries. <laughs>
There are a million ways to sell yourself out, and I guarantee you'll hear about them. To invent your own life's meaning is not easy, but it's still allowed, and I think you'll be happier for the trouble. So the reason I included that was because I sent that to Dan a couple of weeks ago, like I said, and this was what he replied to that. It's cool when you read something that was almost already an idea in your own mind that you couldn't put into words. This was one of those times. Thanks, bro. I hope it helped you too. Cheers.